0: Everybody, to Wrestling Omakase. It is episode number one hundred and thirty-three, and this week I am very pleased to be joined by a returning guest. Hello, Haley.
1: Hello, I am glad to be back.
0: Yes. uh, When I so when I plugged you in the, I forget which Discord. One of the two Discords. A couple people said they're happy to have you back on. So. Um Yay. I don't know how often that doesn't happen super often so <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess you can take that as a compliment but uh right. and every other guest can take it as an insult.
1: <laughs> I hope they do.
0: <laughs> but how you been?
1: Um I've been pretty good. Nothing really uh exciting has happened since last time I was on. So, yeah. you know.
0: Have you been watching Magia record are you all up to date
1: I think i'm up to date unless a new episode came out earlier today i should be up to date cuz i watched up to lot? Episode, i watched up to episode 7
0: okay i think 8 8 came out yesterday so i guess you're one week behind
1: yeah, yeah
0: i'll just so watch I mean, that, that after like, this what yeah i mean it was it was very like uh i don't know with a i sat down i watched you know i watched that show with my girlfriend and she was like very annoyed by the end of it because she's like you know I don't, I don't know if she's like starting to get worried that they're not going to give a lot of answers I guess <laughs> towards the end of the show but uh, you know there's like only five episodes left now and I don't know it's a very it is a very mysterious show but it definitely seems to annoy me less than it, it annoys her but you already know all the answers I'm realizing right because you played through the game
1: Uh, well I started playing through the game at some point oh. I got like really frustrated because like Honestly, don't like the gameplay, so now I just like watch like the the stories on like YouTube because people just put them up on there. Mm. Um, so I I think I'm like only a chapter behind, so I, I know most of the answers, yeah.
0: Okay, so are we is it without spoiling me? Is it uh, like is there going to be satisfactory explanations for what the hell's going on? Um. <laughs> i'd say
1: it's something that i guess leads to more questions but it's like there's some there's something big behind a lot of this that's a really interesting development but it will definitely it will answer some questions but also bring up some new ones
0: there you go the madoka lore i wonder if it's my i mean my theory is that they're like in a different um and of course like Probably 99% of people have no idea I'm talking about. But anyway, my theory is that uh, they're in, like, one of these alternate timelines that Homer created when she kept going back over and over again. But I don't know. Maybe Do you want me be... to tell you? Because I don't, I don't. I don't want you to tell me. It's okay.
1: No, because I it's, just... like, something like that is, like, really obvious, like, I guess in the game. Yeah, there's things in the game that are really obvious that haven't, like, been said in the show, and then there's things that um, have been said in the show that I'm like, wait a minute, when did they cover that in the game? I don't remember that. Like, when they talk about her wish, like, I don't remember her, like, remembering her
0: wish. Right. So I'm glad you're, you're at least a little confused, too. Everybody's confused. Yeah, I like that. The show is just so pretty, though. So yeah, at the very least, it is like a ridiculously, uh, you know, attractive looking anime. So definitely can recommend it on those grounds. Although, don't I don't know if people I don't know if people could watch it without watching Madoka first. I
1: think they have to. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, they probably
1: because because like I know playing through the game, I'm like, this game's not going to make sense to anyone who hasn't watched like. Madoka. <laughs> yeah. And then like with the anime, it was like even more so. I yeah. think.
0: But uh yeah, so everybody go watch go watch Madoka, go watch the rebellion movie, which uh <laughs> I just I we actually just rewatched the entire thing last weekend. We had like a three day weekend, I guess just to just because it was on our minds for Magia Record and it's still very good. Still enjoy it a lot. But uh not breaking any news there, I guess. Yeah. But, uh although I don't know how you did we never I don't know if we talked about it last time, but wh- were you one of the people that like liked the ending of Rebellion or one of the people that like hated it?
1: I have I have like complicated feelings on rebellion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that my main thing is is that I take it as like an alternate ending instead of as like the real ending like i take the show and like the implication of like i i don't, don't want to say that's spoiling madoka but like you know there's there's an implication of what where homer is going to go eventually um so i take that as the true ending and so to me rebellion is like an alternate one and if i take it like that i actually really like it because I kind of like the idea of Homura making like the wrong choice because, like, at this point, like she's like she's so like traumatized that of course she's gonna like to me her choice like it makes sense in that context even if it's like the wrong thing to do. So I don't know. I think it's a really interesting movie. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, by the time she does the thing, I didn't realize watching Rebellion until like you know rewatching it again is like she gives you so many hints of what she's going to do before she does it. Like she keeps, she basically tells them, do not save me like over and over again uh, when they're, you know, trying to save her. And that's in the like fake city that she constructed. And then once they do save her, there's some line where she like, she basically says like she knows what she's going to do or she made her choice or something. I'm like, okay, she already figured out. She was going to pull her down from the heavens or whatever. But yeah, yeah I mean, I've actually,
1: uh, I only saw Rebellion once, so now I'm going to, like, I never, I'm going to, I guess, rewatch it soon so I can, like, look out for stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, little hints and stuff, but uh, it's a really, it's, a, it's, like, I don't know if I want to say, like, a really, like, uh, they they definitely, you know, drop hints of where it's going. But I mean, the show is like that, too. Yeah. where Like, if you don't, if you don't know, like, for the first time you watch, you have no idea what's going on and the second or third time you watch it like homer will tell you over and over again like exactly what's going on and like but just in such cryptic language that there's no way you would have figured it out the first time exactly like, you're like, oh, okay that's what she meant by that and that's what she meant by this and yeah it's a very uh very well written show even though i know some people don't seem to like it but it's yeah i, I, I
1: understand why it's divisive but like i like i love it so. yeah
0: definitely one i recommend everybody listening to everybody listening to this go out and watch and it's on hulu so you can find it pretty easily and
1: you're... on netflix
0: it's on netflix still too okay i, didn't I mean i think
1: so i mean last time okay. i watched it was on netflix
0: all right and i'm well, pretty sure go. it's also on
1: crunchyroll so okay
0: it's all over the place all so over the place. find madoka but um that's not the main thing we're here to talk about today we're here to talk about uh professional wrestling so um we watch, we Well, I watched four Korakins, you watched three Korakins from New Japan, and that's the first thing we're going to talk about is these New Japan Korakins from this past week, and then we're also going to talk about the DDT Korakin from today, uh, Sunday, the Into the Fight Korakin, so let's get right into it here with the February 19th show, the Tiger Hatori Retirement Event. Now, this was the only one that you did not watch. You didn't have time to fit no. this one in. I, like, put my
1: my alarm on to get up to watch it, and then I slip through it.
0: So. (laughs) What are you going to do? But uh, it is the least essential, I would say, of the four shows. I'm just going to go through, um, you know, a few of the matches really quickly here. Um, You know, this is a... I mean, both the retirement shows had kind of, uh, I guess you would say, like, pedestrian-looking cards on paper. I think one of them was... Way better than the other one, um, which we'll get into when we talk about that one. But this show, you know, it's not like it was a bad show or anything. It was nothing that I would say was, like, painful to watch. But it was very skippable. I mean, of the four shows, definitely the uh, the least interesting actual matches. Uh, the main event was the second of the two Tori Retirement matches. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, and Sonata defeating Okada, Ishii, and Hiroki Gojo in 1557. Uh Sonata pinning Goto at the O'Connor Bridge. Uh I guess a little notable that Sonata got the pin there and kinda, you know, had been in like a little bit of a funk lately since he lost to Jay White uh back at the new beginning of Osaka. So you could say he maybe got out of it a little bit here and got some momentum going before the New Japan Cup. The match itself, you know, you had the the Shingo and ishii slugfest leading into their uh title match the next night. Um Weirdly, like the the biggest weak point in this match was Okada and Naito. I don't know really what went wrong, but they had like a like a w- couple weird botches, like one in the corner, and then they also like uh, kind of fucked up a swinging DT into like a weird counter, like into the Okada neck breaker. It just didn't look good. Um, and then there was another like little weird botch where Shingo hitting a Phantom Lariat and she ate. So I don't know. I had to take I had to take points off for all that, you know wackiness and uh missed moves but it was still the best match in the show and still a lot of fun but you know it was definitely a little bit sloppy i don't know if they were just like uh a case where they they have been off for you know a little while and they just didn't get uh you know need to get their feet back under them or something but i only went about three and a quarter but it was a good good little match definitely nothing you need to go out of way to watch um the, the, the highlight probably was like when all the LIJ guys put their fists up to do the LIJ salute afterwards, and they like encouraged Tiger Hattori to do it. But Tiger is, you know, a shorter fellow, so he had to like hop to do the LIJ salute. That was kind of funny. Oh,
1: yeah, I but, think uh, that's a picture of that.
0: Uh. Yeah. Um, the retirement ceremony itself was very sweet. That I mean, if you're going to watch anything from this show, I would say definitely, uh, you know, not just talking to you, like to the listeners as well, if you haven't seen anything, definitely watch the retirement ceremony. It's um, It should be on YouTube. It's definitely on New Japan World with subtitles and the, and, you know, with all the rest of the promos from that night. And, uh, you know, you had basically uh, – I wasn't sure if Tiger was going to be, like, a, you know, a crier or not, and he was very much a crier. He was uh, very emotional throughout this entire thing. It was very sweet. And, you know, he had the great Kabuki showing up, uh, Hiroshi Hase, Keiji Mudo and Ricky Choshu. Um, you know, Choshu and especially goes way back with Tiger, um, you know, from all their days and I think, in, like, in Florida and stuff. And, you know, HGE was, like, again, like, not, not a guy you, you expect to see a lot of emotion from, but he was, like, crying after this. And I think it's also because he goes back with Tiger and Choshu from that whole connection. So, like, yeah, he was very emotional. Uh, and there's also a video message from Tendru and Inoki. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the semi-final uh, was the the first of the two taggatory retirement matches. Uh, Tanahashi, Ibushi, Toriano, and Colt Cabana beat the Bullet Club of G.O.D., J. White, and Bad Luck Fale. Iano uh, beat Fale in 1258 with a backslide after a low blow. Uh, there was really nothing to this. And th- th- this is like... If anything was a drag on these Korokans, because for the most part I thought everything else was pretty, you know, pretty good on these shows, it was the Bullet Club team here. I mean, I mean
1: Bullet Bullet Club in general is kind of a drag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, I mean, when you compare, I, I I don't really get people who like love the current Bullet Club. Like to me, they're just like so inferior to the other major New Japan heel unit of Suzuki Gun. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. Like not even, I like I like Kenta, I like Ishimori, uh, JY. I can you know sometimes he can hit for me, you know. Other times it can be pretty insufferable. But the rest of the unit is like, ugh. But uh, yeah, they we're definitely dragon
1: for me. Like I Kent is one of my favorites actually, but like otherwise it's like Ishimori is good. Um, I don't think God. I like. I think they're decent tag team but i've just seen too much of them at this point that i'm like sick of it and otherwise i'm like i don't know no thank you (laughs) but
0: yeah they were like a drag on these corakans and just you know they their match was almost always the worst match of the night i thought as we'll go through but yeah there wasn't a lot to this it was like uh you know two and a quarter and same thing for the previous match which was probably one of the weaker ones for these the third generation they had a couple of really good matches on this tour and they also had a couple of matches that were just there and I, thought th- I thought this one was just there which was uh nakanishi chinkoji and nagata beating suzuki taichi desperado and kanemaru uh kojima pink kanemaru and 950 with the lariat um it did start the the winning streak kind of thing they had with the third generation which i thought was a, a neat little thing i mean old people win in new japan so rarely that like it it felt like a big deal when they were getting all these wins, even though, you know, if you really look at it, with one exception, which I guess we'll get to, they were mostly paying people that, you know, take pins all the time. Like, obviously, Kanemaru is not exactly uh, the top uh, main eventer in New Japan, but, you know, it just felt really cool just to have the third generation go on this winning streak leading into their uh, final, the Nakanichi final match on the 22nd. But, uh, you know, if this is WWE, I mean, old people winning is not anything <laughs> yeah, I, was,
1: I was thinking, like, <laughs> when you said, like, old people win to like I'm like, the anti-WWE.
0: I mean, an old person might win the Universal title on Thursday in uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So. Wait,
1: who? what's the match?
0: Goldberg versus The Fiend. I'm gonna... The Universal Championship. So <laughs> glad I don't watch WWE. <laughs> Goldberg. Fiend versus Berg is uh friend of the show Kevin Brown put it on Twitter. But uh yeah, it's gonna be quite the match. I don't I am also not going to watch that, I have to say. Uh, uh
1: yeah, I mean like <laughs> obviously I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah, so the old people got a little winning streak going that started here. Uh match three was I think the yeah, the second best match of the show um juice robinson david finley and yoshihashi defeating evil haromu and bushi in 854 the pulp uh, juice with the pulp friction on bushi um so the big question leading up to this was would bushi refrain from the water spitting or not because of the uh you know the coronavirus fears going around because there was a guy on twitter that you know i was looking at like the japanese twitter responses when new japan announced That they like, you know, were, they weren't going to cancel shows, but they wanted extra precautions to be taken. And, you know, there was, for the most part, the Japanese Twitter responses seemed to be pretty supportive. But there was like one guy who was very, uh, I don't know the word, like he was very concerned uh, with whether or not Bushi would spit water. (laughs) <laughs> like, like he was like, Bushi must, I, I mean, obviously the odd translate is going to mangle it, but it was something like Bushi must be told uh, not to spit water or something. And it's like, I, I don't know if they read that tweet and they told Bushi or what, but he came out and like he, all week he did like the, the pose on the top rope. And like the, I don't know how to describe it. Like the thing where he like moves his two hands away from his mouth. Like he, and then puts his mouth up like he's going to spit and then just didn't spit. So I I don't know, but for some reason that was funnier than if he did, just like didn't do the pose at all. Yeah. But uh, but but Kenamaru Mima still spit the whiskey. So uh, I don't know. I guess Kenamaru didn't get that memo, or I mean, he <laughs> thinks the alcohol is a disinfectant.
1: Well, they're uh, Sus- they're so like they're heels. They want it <laughs> people. Of I course. guess so. Uh,
0: but yeah, this is this, the other big note of this match is we learned from Kevin Kelly uh, that Marty Asami is apparently a bad bus driver. I guess they all they all take turns driving the bus, and Kevin Keller is like he uh, drives both feet. Uh, he you know he hit, he'll really press on the gas, and then he'll really press on the brake and gets you seasick. So there you go, Marty Asami. Apparently, not any better at bus driving than he is at uh, preventing interference of matches. Like this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, this is a real fast paced, fun little three and a quarter star match, probably the other the next best thing on this card uh match 2 was Osprey and Rapunky 3K beating Taguchi Romero and Tiger Mask uh, Osprey putting Tiger Mask in 922 with the Stormbreaker um you know there wasn't three star little fun little match now, again nothing you had to go their way for it, but uh they, they, there was some hype for the junior title match the next night uh where Rocky and Taguchi like attacked the Rapunky 3K team and like put them in holds afterwards so there you go uh, and the opener was uh, GBH, Makabe and Honma, and Toa Hanari beating the young line team of Yoda Suji, and Gabriel Kidd in 927 with the Toa bottom. Uh, and of course, Toa Hanari pinning Gabriel Kidd. So that's your Tiger retirement show. Um, I mean, you could really get away, like I said, with just seeing the Tiger Tori retirement ceremony. I do think that's worth watching, but everything else in the show, pretty skippable. Definitely the weakest of the four Corkins. So, the second one on February 20th, the first of the two New Japan Road Shows.
1: And the uh, first one I watched. watched.
0: The first one you watched. Yeah. The main event was Shingo Takagi defeating Tomohiro Ishii in 2704 with the Last of the Dragon to retain the Never Openweight Championship, uh, his first defense as the 29th champion. What would you think of Shingo vs Ishii? I've talked <laughs> a lot, so you could um, definitely start out here.
1: I guess for me, like, I don't know. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a bad match, but I guess, like, I wasn't, like, too excited by it either. Um, I actually kind of forgot it happened until you said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, for me, like, Ishii, like, I'm so used to his kind of, like, thing that, like, when he's going against the guy who kind of, can work similarly to him. I'm not like interested. It's like you know, someone with like a very distinctly different style than like I like his matches. And Shingo is like I don't know. I don't know. I can't can't get into him and I don't even know why because he is a really like great wrestler, but there's just like I don't know. There's some there's some disconnect there for me. So like mm-hmm. For me the match is like it was good but it's not like memorable but if you're not like me and actually you know like most people and you actually like uh shingo then you'll probably like it i guess
0: i mean it's interesting to hear you say that because the the knock on him and dragon gate which some people have always said you know i know the voice of wrestling flagship will always say that like they're not sure if it was really a thing but the knock on him in Dragon Gate was that he struggled to connect to, like, the audience there, and like you know that they didn't really get behind him as a top babyface and stuff. So uh, I do think there is something to that. There's a certain, um, I don't know. He's just a, he's a way better heel than he has a babyface, and he's he's not like naturally likable. I don't think. Which uh, not that LiJ are like white meat babyfaces anyways, which is part of reason. Part of the reason why I think he fits in here, but like. You know, they're not heels either. So at this point, so like, and I don't know, I can definitely see why you might not connect with him on that level. Yeah. Um, But
1: I don't even like really connect with him as like someone I want to boo though. Like Jay White for all his faults, like he's someone who I'm like this asshole. I want to see who like, I really want to like, you know, see him get his ass kicked and like, I can connect with like the idea of like hating him. Whereas, like, mm-hmm. with Shingo, it's like, I don't hate him or anything. but I don't particularly like him either.
0: It's yeah, just he's just kind of like, there. Yeah. Um, so I did like this match a lot, I would say. Not to the level of the G1 match they had last year. I think it was quite a bit below that. But I still went four and a quarter. So, you know, I thought it was a really awesome match. If I was going to nitpick it at all, I thought maybe it dragged a little bit. I don't know if they need to go 27 oh four especially after, you know, the previous match went almost 27 minutes. But uh, you know, there was enough stuff here that I did really enjoy myself. Like the, you know, the big fight on the apron leading to that death valley driver by Shingo. Um, the like sequence of like these high angle backdrops they did where they just kept dropping each other on their heads. Um, you know, I could I could have done without the headbutts pretty much as always. Oh yeah, same. That.
1: Like that part <laughs> I was cringing
0: um but then like the when shingo hit the pumping bomber and only got a one count that was awesome um shingo did like a modified minchinoku driver which chris charlton called an ishii driver i don't know i didn't know He's like when's the last time ishii did that Uh, anyway um but yeah and and then if i had any other complaint it almost i think shingo's win felt a little anticlimactic at the end um but yeah i don't know i still thought it was great and the the post-match stuff was awesome We where, where ishii like you know they kept fighting and ishii didn't want to give up and he kept getting up and like almost falling down uh, i thought his like ishii selling after the match was probably even better than his selling during the match so all that stuff was tremendous so you know definitely an awesome main event but if people i think if i think some people were expecting like a you know like surefire match of the year contender here and I, I don't think they got to that level. So uh the semi main, the IWGP junior tag team titles, the mega coaches coming up short against Rapunky three K who make their second defense, uh show pinning Rocky Romero in twenty sixty seven after the strong X. Um so what do you think of this one? This was a, a weird one for me, but I'll let you go first.
1: Um I actually I really loved it. Um I guess because, like, I I really like Rapunky 3K, and I have, like, this, like, nervousness always about them breaking up or, like, about them, like, ditching Rocky. Like, it's always there every time they're in the ring. Like, that something's going to happen. Like, it could happen at any moment. Like, I guess I'm a little paranoid about it. So, like, this match, like, that was, like, at a really high level for me. But, like, despite that, like, I thought it was really fun. Um, I mean, it's not, like, some big, like, epic, like, if you want something like that, it's not this match. But, like, you know, I mean, I feel like junior tag matches should just be, like, you know, like, kind of a, a fun, fun thing. And I would say that's what that is, this was. And, you know, the that they didn't all break up so was very, very relieving for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, do, you, do you buy into the theory that this is, like, their defining all rain and they're going to go on a big rain and defend it all year and then and then they're going to break up or do you just think they're not going to break up for a while
1: uh 3k um yeah. i don't know i always feel like they're on the verge of breaking up so i'm really like a bad person to ask
0: <laughs> Well i think that that seems to be the popular theory so i guess we'll say um but yeah i thought this was a so i i ended up going four stars flat on it so i did really like it um you know, the critiques I would have with it, you know, are like, it it, did, it was a little slow and boring early. I did think they went a little too long. And it was one of those matches where I think the match they laid out was probably in their heads going to be even better than this one. But there was like, there were a few spots where like, it just didn't look crisp or like, you know, it looked a little bit awkward. And I think that that did take it down a little bit for me, but you know, I'm, I mean, I'm picking on a four-star match. So, I mean, it was still an awesome match. But uh, you know, there were so many great moments, like the like showed this like kick combo into Taguchi that I don't know if I've really seen him do before. That was really good. Um, you know, the there was like these the double submissions they had teased the night before. You know, uh, this time both members of Punky Three K were ready and they like countered into their own double submissions. So that was a cool little spot. Uh, and then Taguchi and Romero brought back. Uh, the Apollo 55 tag finisher, which was, like, a really cool yeah. moment. And I'm glad the English announcers, uh, I think Chris Charlton pointed it out, so that was good. Uh, and then had a really hot fresh one. a lot of great near falls with, uh, you know, like, all these inside cradles towards the end. Um, I, I don't know if I would have had Rocky kick out of the shock arrow. That seemed a little excessive. Maybe that would have been better as a finish. But, uh, you know, again, nitpicking is still a really good match. Uh, maybe I would have cut, like, five minutes off it, and maybe I would have, like, you know, done a couple things different, but it was still really good.
1: Yeah, I think it did. I, I agree, it did run like a little long, but I mean, that's just kind of like my baseline complaint about all New Japan title matches. So yeah. it's like not even worth saying for me. I'm like, I'm always thinking
0: it. Yeah. Uh, match number five was GOD, Jay White, and Bad Luck Folly, beating Tanahashi and Abushi, and then Finjuice in 1120, uh, Tongaloa. He pinned Juice after a belt shot. I like how they just put pinfall <laughs> on, the, on the actual results page. They're not going to put, like, illegal attack or something. Uh, yeah, this was just there. I went, like, two and a half on it. It was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't really anything special. I mean, once once G.O.D. laid out Tanahashi and Ibushi, I thought it was like, okay, now it's even more obvious they're losing these belts tomorrow. I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah. Way, but <laughs>
1: Honestly, I don't even know why they won them in the first place.
0: Like, I I assume they just don't want they didn't want Finn Juice to lose like they wanted Tanahashi Nabushi winning the belts to be a feel good moment for everybody, not to have like Finjuice Juice fan Finn Juice fans like feeling bad I guess I guess oh,
1: I didn't want Finn Juice like I wanted Finn Juice to hold the tag titles for like a few months so I was kind of like okay. you know I get I get really annoyed at like real, like this like thing with New Japan right now where like there's a lot of like really short title reigns throughout the year. Um, I would like it to, for people to actually be able to, like defend belts more than like once or twice. Yeah. I guess so. You know, it feels like everyone gets their legs cut out from under them because like they, they can't hold the belt.
0: Well, there was that streak of the never belt where like it felt like every, they were losing on their first defense every time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, match number four was the. The fifth generation, Nakanishi, Tenzan, Kojima, and Nagata, plus Tiger Mask defeating LIJ. The th- This is the first time the original five members of LIJ teamed together in a match in, like, you know, it had to be, like, close to two years since, huh. since Hiromu went down with that injury in 2018. So, uh, But they beat Naito, Evil, Sonata, Hiromu, and Bushi. Uh, Kojima pinning Evil in 2038 with the Lariat. That was kind of a stunner, and I assume... That, that's either setting up maybe like a never six-man challenge for the remaining three members of uh, Nagata and Tenkoji, or maybe they're going to – Evil and Kojima are going to meet in the first round of the New Japan Cup. But there's no way that wasn't setting up something because otherwise, you know, Bushi's right there to get pinned. So Yeah, I
1: was very happy that Bushi didn't get pinned. Um, every time Bushi doesn't get pinned, I – even if even if he's on like like the losing team, I'm like, yes, I feel like <laughs> I won, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, I get very excited about it.
0: Um but yeah, this was this was a lot of fun actually. Probably my second favorite of these Nakanishi retirement matches. Um, you know, night the LRJ members I, I I always really enjoy it when they get to play like full on heels, which doesn't happen enough anymore really. Yeah. So, you know, they're totally healing it up here like NATO goes the test of strength to Nakanishi right at the start and, you know, loses it just immediately. And, you know, Bushi and Hiromi both jump him because of, like, you know, uh, or they were mad at him, I guess, for winning this test of strength. But, yeah, I mean, it was a really fun stretch run. Nakanishi hit the Hercules cutter, which is that uh, the cutter from the Argentine back backbreaker, one of the all-time coolest move names and definitely a cool move that, I, you know, I'm glad he's brought back here for his retirement run. Uh and then he hit like, so he went, he tried to do a plancha, but he, I think he's done this before he landed on the apron and then like bounced over, which, you know, it looks ridiculous, but like in a good way. It's yeah. like this, this this man is doing everything he can here to go out with a bang. And he, even if he has to hop on the apron, he, he's going to do a damn plancha. So thought yeah. like, that was great.
1: I thought, yeah, I know. I, I loved it. I was like, you know, like you he, he saw him, he kind of like put his feet down, like he was going to like stand. And I was like, you know what? The fact that he's like about to retire and he's doing like such a like ridiculous move, I think that's like, you know, impressive, you know, to see yeah. like, you know, older guys doing stuff like that anyways, even if it's not uh, perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he was clearly giving us all out there. And he, you know, this was like the best he's looked in a while, I think. And it's just like, you know, I guess when you're, when you know, you, when you know the end is coming, you can just push yourself a little bit harder. Um, but yeah, I won, This was great. I went three and a half stars on it. Uh, match number three: Okada, Yano, and Cabana defeating GBH and Hanare. Uh Cabana pin Homa in nine minutes with the Superman pin. Uh, this was not great. I did not like this at all. <laughs> I went like one and three quarters. Uh, it was just a bad match. I don't know. It wasn't, I didn't, I don't know, like the Cabana the and Yano comedy, sometimes it lands with me and sometimes it doesn't. And it did not land with me here. That's just not interesting, not fun. Just a, just a kind of bad match.
1: Yeah. I yeah. I know. That, no, I, I would, I would agree. It wasn't, um, I mean, I automatically, like, I, you know, don't like GBH very much. I don't find them very interesting. So, like, whenever I see them coming, i like, oh. No. <laughs> so, I was already even even though I love Okada and Yano and Colt Cabana, I was like, it's not going to sit n- not enough to save it for me. You know, I'm already like, this is a low level match. So yeah, and it, it didn't do anything to to make me think any differently.
0: Uh, I, I did like the announcers clearing up the controversy from the previous night when uh, Colt Cabana went, came out with the Chaos members to like. Uh, for the Tiger Hattori retirement. Oh, yeah, so I like, saw that. Yeah, you <laughs> he know, she's was, like, like,
1: uh. was going out, and it was like, nope.
0: <laughs> so I, well, he does keep with Yano, so I get, I get why he just followed Yano out, but uh, it's again because of that confusing Chaos Hontai relationship now. It's yeah. like, well, he is Yano's partner, but he's not in Chaos, he's in Hontai. So it's I like, thought
1: like, he was in Chaos. Like, I didn't know he wasn't <laughs> in Chaos until, like, apparently it was wrong that he walked out with Chaos. I was like, yeah. Oh, he's not.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it shows. It goes to show how fucking meaningless chaos is at this point. Where it's like, you know, if they team with Han die any anyway, you, you're basically Han Die. I like, know. Like, What are you doing here? But anyway, uh, match number two. Was and this was like one of the big hives. I almost won four stars on this. Minor Suzuki, Taichi, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemaru beating Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, Will Osprey, and Yuya Uemura in 1120. Uh, Kanemaru pinning Uemura. The big story here was Yuya, like he went right after Suzuki with like a drop kick and like all these crazy forms. He like beats them all over ringside, you know he just hits a ton more forms in the corner before Yoshihashi tags himself in and then Suzuki of course later finds him and totally murders him yeah Uh, this was the the Yuya show I mean he was like incredible here and yeah you know these these young lions I mean I think we're almost used to young lions looking great now but he might even be on on another level from a lot of these other ones I mean he might be the best one yet so he's just an incredible wrestler already yeah. yeah I went three and three quarters i I love this match
1: i mean i I feel exactly the same. I have anything to add, but same
0: uh the opener Yota suji defeating Gabriel Kidd in seven on nine of the Boston Crab uh just a normal little young lion match, but overall, this was a really fun show, probably the best of the four I would think, but you know definitely a good show, yeah. Uh the 21st, the second New Japan Roadshow. So the main event, and I'll definitely let you start here. The Tanahashi and Ibushi defeating God in 2010 when Tanahashi pinned Tamatonga with the high fly flow. So Ibushi wins his first ever IWGP tag team, heavyweight tag team title, I should say, because obviously he did held the junior tag titles with Kenny Omega. Um so I guess, and this is Tanahashi's fourth heavyweight tag title, I think. He held them before with, uh, definitely with Nakamura in 2005, and then before that, I believe with Kotaro Suzuki and like Yutake Yoshi or something. So, you know, it's been a long time for Tanahashi to use heavyweight tag belts, but he he has held them before. Uh, so I guess, what are your thoughts on the match? Um, you know, as obviously a big Ibushi fan, what do you think of this Ibushi and Tanahashi team, and, you know, maybe what them doing with what Ibushi and Kenny never even did at one point winning the heavyweight tag titles.
1: Well oh my god I have I have a lot of feelings on this and I've ranted to so many of my friends about my feelings on this already on the on the Ibushi Tanahashi tag team. I have no problem with like Ibushi winning the heavyweight tag titles with someone who isn't Kenny. Like that's fine. Like they're not In the same company like i shouldn't like i i mean i wish it was of course because i'm like a big golden lovers fan but i don't like have a problem with that but i really don't like the the whole ibushi tahashi team at all um i wish he had won them with somebody else i guess um because i feel like Ibushi's character has been slowly uh becoming i guess Flanderized is the is the right term into like just like he's a Tanahashi fanboy. And it's like really annoying because you think like, oh, once Kenny leaves, like Ibushi's gonna be like a more independent character. But instead they're like, no, let's tie him to Tanahashi. Like he does I guess he doesn't really get a chance to kind of just be Ibushi on his own. And I don't know, this entire like Ibushi, ever since signing has like definitely like kind of changed from the Ibushi we knew before. Like he's trying to be like Tanahashi, and it's just, like I don't know. Kind of like it feels like he's losing a lot of, I guess, what made him so unique and great before. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm just in general like. I don't know, Tana, Tana and Ibushi's relationship is kind of weird. Like, like Ibushi like, fanboys him and Tana's, like, kind of, like, you know, always been, like, really, I guess, kind of, like, a stern dad almost towards him. Like, yeah. like that kind of, like, you know, he should become serious because he's so talented and he should become serious and try to go after titles. And then, you know, he's, he's making all the wrong decisions and stuff when, you know, Ibushi's just trying to live his life. Um, so yeah, I don't like their dynamic and I don't like them as a team. And, uh, I think, I don't know, like maybe like if it was like, say, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what like a better heavyweight for Ibushi to tag with would be. Um, I mean, Okada kind of obviously comes to mind because like they're both like in that tier and, you know, they'd probably be an interesting team. But I don't. I can't see Okada being in a tag team, uh, so I don't know who who he would tag with. But I definitely don't want a, not Tanahashi.
0: See now, so you so you don't even like it as like a time killer for them, I guess.
1: No, because I don't like what it does for like Ibushi's, I guess, progression. Like his, I guess. I know this is like a taboo like thing to talk about. Like people like get angry, but like his his storyline. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I know people hate that word, but it is kind of like, you know, naturally that happens over time, like with any athlete and especially in professionally wrestling where the results are all fixed, um, that they kind of have like a, you know, a life story. And, you know, this one is a fictional life story, but presented as a real one, which so it's, I guess it's a storyline. I don't know how to describe it, but I don't know if any of that made any sense. But yeah, no, it, it
0: makes sense. Yeah, like- I mean, I definitely, I definitely, it definitely feels more like Tanahashi's story than Abushi's story. This whole title reign, I mean, I definitely yeah. did notice that going. I mean, they come out to Tanahashi's theme. You know, yeah. The, I mean, you know, and it's interesting because it, it, when Abushi beat Tanahashi in the G One last year, you know, that almost felt like a like a changing of the guard kind of moment. Like, oh well, now. Now Obushi is going to be the the head of Hontai. yeah. But like you know, he go he goes on with the G one, but I don't know. It is very it's a little bit of a weird vibe where like he loses, you know. Obviously he loses to Okada at the Dome, and then like two nights later, he's just like, well, how about we go with the Tag Titles, Town and it's like. I don't know. Don't you don't want to be I don't know. Yeah, a TV champion? Yeah, and he was weird. like
1: so. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm like he like lost to like fucking Jay White last night, and then all of a sudden he's like smiling because he gets the tag of Tana, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what is going on?
0: I mean, it, it is one of those things where it's like, yes, obviously, um, it, in an outer character way, it it makes sense for it's like, okay, well this is Naito's run right now, and we don't want to do Naito Ibushi or Naito Tana right now, so, you know, let's put these two together and have them, you know, kill some time with these tag title matches, and we can put on some big matches or whatever. But, like, you know, a character is kind of like, I don't know, why do they suddenly want to be tag team champions when these these belts have meant, like... I mean, I guess you got to start somewhere, but, like, these belts have been, like, nothing for the past, like, you know, I don't know, like, the past decade almost. So it is very a little bit strange. But uh as far as the match itself goes, do you have any thoughts on the actual match?
1: I mean I was fine, like I liked it. It wasn't anything um stellar. I don't they I know that G O D did some sort of like cheating at some point, but I don't I yeah. I don't even remember what it was. Like that's how like kind of like I guess Sick, I am of Jody's like thing is that like it doesn't even register to me anymore that they're like doing things. Like, I'm kind of like pissed that we didn't get Tanahashi and Ibushi versus Finju's because I actually think that would have been an awesome match. But I
0: know. mean, they might still get it at some point, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're still they are still like in com- like in the backstage comments, they're still kind of teasing it, but you know, obviously, it's not gonna be the next one. Um, you know, this is this match I thought was really good by the end. You know, I didn't quite go four because the the big problem with the match was, you know, when twenty minutes, the first like almost ten were just not that interesting. Like there's a lot of like side headlocks and like a lot of uh you know kind of bore like you know, the usual really boring heat segment from GOD. Yeah. But after, but you know, Abushi did some interesting stuff in the first 10 minutes. That was the only uh good stuff about the first 10. And then after the 10-minute mark, it really picked up. Um, you know, if, if this was like a 10-minute sprint, it would have been like a really awesome match. Um, you know, there was like a, you know, Tanahashi kind of made his own comeback, um, you know, on both members of G.O.D. after Ibushi got taken out with the a gun stun, um, you know, hit the high fly flow. He, I mean, again, I guess this kind of speaks to your point, actually, but he would have beaten both members of G.O.D. by himself if Giotto hadn't pulled the ref out. Actually, Tanahashi hit that high-fly flow on uh, the first one because, <laughs> I mean, basically, a got taken out by Tama Tunga with the gunstone, then Tanahashi just beat the shit out of both members of G.O.D by himself. Yeah, exactly. And had one of them pet. Exactly. Uh, but Tangaloa does give Tana a belt shot, and then, you know, he brings Bouchie in for the same thing, but Kota ducks, and, you uh, know, Tama Taga gets instead – I think Tomatonga. I don't know. Somebody gets taken instead. And then, uh, you know, Koda gets his turn to go nuts, and he takes out Tama with a high kick, He hits the away hits his crazy dive on Tonga and Jiao to the floor. Um, but yeah, so so Bushi did get a big shine spot at the end, so that was good. Yeah. But then Tanahashi, you know, hit the high fly flow again, and this time got the pen. So, yeah, I did think this was really good by the end. I went three and three quarters, but, uh, can't quite go four stars when the first half of the match was so boring um after that of course the dangerous techers taichi and zach oh, saber yeah. jr ran out and attacked them this was awesome yes uh, this was so
1: good i loved it i loved it i actually want them i want them to win i'm like so excited about this
0: yeah i mean there's such a like i don't know the it's not a word you're gonna hear in a lot of pro wrestling podcasts but they are an adorable team <laughs> like, they yeah. are. like especially if you follow their twitter and stuff yeah like they they like all they do is like sit in these front these bars like drinking together it's just great yeah and it's funny because at one point like years and years ago zach hated taichi like in noah like he really did not like him apparently and i don't know the two the two really turned it around
1: Wait. That could, I mean, like in real life or like story. I don't or... know.
0: It could have been either because he, there was like some tweet where he was like, uh, "You know, you know, thank God I don't have to work with Taichi or something." I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they really turned it around. I guess they seem like the best of friends now.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, so I mean, like Zach also, I like I was stunned that he was here because he was not on this entire tour. But yeah. then he comes backstage and he's just like. You know, I can't do a Zang accent, but in his amazing voice, he's like, I live in Tokyo now, you idiots. <laughs> Basically, his explanation for why he was there. So that was great.
1: That was but, yeah. Honestly, I'm just like, I've been wanting Tai Chi to get some heavyweight gold and for Zach to get like anything in New Japan. So I yeah, I really want them to win this. I'm like and they're like such a fun team to watch together. So I'm yeah, to the I mean... match, and you know, I don't know if they'll. I I can't imagine like that they'd want Ibushi and Tahashi to lose so soon. But at the same time, I'm like, I do so, <laughs> <laughs> and I really want like if it was like a rematch of GOD, I'd be like, no, let's. I mean, I no matter how I feel about the Ibushi Tana team, anything but GOD. But it's like one of the teams i really love so i'm excited
0: yeah and I, I i think it might be at the anniversary show next week it wouldn't surprise me yeah. because uh you know you think they're, they're also building zach and moxley for the u.s title which i assume will be for sakura genesis at the end of the month so i don't know when else they're going to do it because the day after the anniversary show is the new japan cup but uh I, as you're listening to this you the listener might have all the answers but we do not have any cards apparently we're going to get the card for the anniversary show and the new japan cup bracket um probably on tuesday because uh monday is a national holiday in japan so i think that's what's going to happen um but yeah so this is a a really good match but uh, i'm like you i'm also much more excited for the dangerous checkers tanahashi Ibushi uh title match so we'll see i mean i think that match could also just be really awesome i mean all four guys are great so yeah Because we'll see what happens there. Uh, The semi-main event was for the never-open weight six-man tag team titles. The Lij team of Shingo, Evil, and Bushi defeating the team of Yano, Cabana, and Taguchi in fourteen fourteen when Bushi pinned Taguchi. Uh, First of all, (laughs) yeah, I'm
1: just like Bushi pinned, like, and then somebody else's name is a Bushi was pinned was, it's, it's just such a great combination of words you
0: know i, I yeah. love it um but yeah bushi bushi pinning taguji here after the he spit the mist in his face so i guess he's willing to spit that just not the just not the water and then and then the bushi roll for the pen um i first of all i'm i'm very relieved that lij retained here for their second defense because these belts change hands all the time no i was very scared the comedy team was gonna win the belts here but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was actually really fun. Like a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like this is an example of the the Yano and Cabana antics like really landing for me. I thought they, they were really funny here. And Taguchi, you know, can obviously do comedy with the best of them. So, you know, the whole thing with the belts being under the ring, I thought was really funny. Yeah. When they, they came out with – because they didn't have the belts all week. Like on either two prior shows either. And they came out with them again after they would stolen them, you know, a couple of weeks ago. and Or they came out without them again, I should say. And, they, they, you know, the LIJ team kept saying, like, where the fuck are our belts? Like, what is going on? And, you know, they, they keep saying they don't know where they are. And then finally they pull them out from the ring. And they all just start leaving. Like, all right, we're the champions. Goodbye. <laughs> that was funny. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, everybody <laughs> – and then everybody, like, was arguing on the floor. And they almost got counted out. And Taguchi finally slides in at 19. Uh, and then, you know, he runs right into all three members of LIJ. That was funny. Yeah, that was so funny. I went – I went three and a half. I thought that was good. What did you think?
1: Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Um, I, I guess, really like kind of like, I think this belt, because it's so like, you know, it's not like a high level belt is good for these kind of like, more kind of like comedy matches that are like, you know, not super serious or anything. Uh, so I'm glad it's being used for that instead of like, you know, people being serious about this stupid belt. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought it was great. I don't know anything else to say. I just enjoyed it a lot, yeah,
0: and I enjoyed
1: getting Bushi getting the pin a lot. That was really, you know, yeah. really good.
0: Match number five was Naito, Sonata, and Hiromu defeating Okada, Osprey, and Rocky, uh, Hiromu pinning Rocky in 1224 at the time bomb. Uh, this I also thought was, really, was, you know, really pretty damn good. Um, you know, Naito and Osprey. you know, I know, so I, I, I don't remember how you feel about Osprey. I'm not always a big Osprey fan. I'm, you know, uh, I don't hate him as much as some people seem to hate him either. But, I'm one uh, of those
1: people I, that seem to hate him.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't like despise him or anything. I think he's, he's one of those guys that like with the right opponent, I can really enjoy him, but I don't think he's like, I don't know. I, 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 like, I don't shower every match he takes part in with an infinite number of snowflakes you know like he just he he could be he had some really good matches he had some matches that other people say are really good that i'm not as into it's just kind of whatever but
1: yeah that's kind of how i used to feel about him before he started like bulking up and wanting to go heavyweight was like i'm not like too interested in him but like he has good chemistry with like Hiromu, and he had good chemistry with kushida so i was like i like those matches but not like him in general but yeah. then he started trying to be a heavyweight, and I'm like, oh, my God. you got <laughs> worse. Uh,
0: the Naito Osprey exchanges, though, I, I really enjoyed them. Like, I thought they had this, like, you know, they had a fun little exchange here. Like, you know, uh, Osprey did, like, a shooting star press on Naito, and he did his little pose, which I thought was awesome. Um, you know, they just, the entire exchange was just really fun, and, you know, these two have never had a singles match before. So it did make me think, hmm. This would be a really fun singles match, probably. I mean, Naito has a history for me of getting uh, really, really awesome matches out of white people in New Japan that I don't really like very much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one Kenny Omega. But so I'm sure he would, uh, you know, do, him and Osprey would, uh, you know, I think have a really great match, but we'll see. Doesn't mean I think Osprey is definitely going to win the New Japan Cup or anything, but. If he okay. did, I would be I would be into that match at Sakura Genesis. I take him. it by your oh, god, you would not be as into it, but
1: I, would, I don't want him to win anything. <laughs> I hope he gets out in the first round.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: but this beaten, match is good. I think he. I hope he's beaten like by like some like really like low level guy like in the first round, like Yoshihashi. I want him to be beat <laughs> by Yoshihashi in the first
0: yeah. round. There you go. If they are matched up now, I I sure you'll. I'm sure you'll be uh rooting for the <laughs> Yoshihashi win. Uh but yeah, I like this match a lot. I don't know how you felt about it, but
1: um yeah, I liked it. You know, I mean I just I really enjoy just watching LIJ teaming together. They're always like I don't know, they're always like so like fun to watch together, like their chemistry they have. So even if there's Osprey in it, I enjoy it. So
0: Yeah. And then the post-match is awesome, oh. where, like, NATO. Like, oh they, they keep going back and forth, like, you know, like, they're not going to do anything. And then suddenly grabs NATO to give him a time bomb. And they have this big, like, basically fake-out exchange where they keep almost hitting a move on each other without actually hitting any moves on each other. And then Hiromu puts the hat back on Nato's head at his request. I
1: love that. So it. that was a <laughs> that
0: it, was was, awesome. it was
1: so good, like, when... Hiramu we went for the time bomb. I went like, oh, cause it's like it felt like there's the tension there. The tension, then he mm. finally did it. I was like, oh my God. But like, it was yeah. so good. It was so good. And then like Sonata yeah. being kind of like awkwardly like eyes what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like like timidly coming in for the fist bump, worried that they're kind of like gonna start fighting mm. again. Yeah.
0: You know? It's like why are mom and dad fighting? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the as far as, like, the uh, post-match, I mean, they, they had, like, another really, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what they did backstage. Like, there was, like, a the, the backstage segment Naito and Hiromu, they're all, like, I guess they're all blending together. I should have taken notes on these, but, like, they, they did something backstage that I thought was really funny, and I can't remember what it was.
1: Oh, the, yeah, the one where, like, Hiromu kind of, like, walks in on Naito's promo, did I watch? Oh, like, yeah,
0: it, like he, so he acts like he's gonna interrupt, and then he just sits down. He's because uh, Naito's like I'm in. I, he's like Naito's like oh, I'm in the middle of talking here. And was like oh I'm sorry, and then he just like sits down oh, on God. the bench. Yeah, and then Naito keeps going, and then Haruma gets up. And he's like wait a second, you're not really saying anything. <laughs> but that was really funny. So yeah, definitely if you missed those Naito Haruma promos, definitely check them out. They're all really good. Uh, match number four was the third generation Manabe Nakanishi, Hiroshi Tenzan. Uh, Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata beating the Bullet Club. So they went to 3-0 this week, I'm, you know, so far going into the, the last Nakanishi match. Uh, they beat Jay White, Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Jato. Uh, in this case, Nakanishi actually got to get the fall here. Uh, he submitted Gato with the Argentine backbreaker in 1242. Uh, I didn't like this match at all, though. I mean, it was uh, very boring for a very long time. Uh, what I was saying earlier about the Bullet Club being kind of bad. This was the, I thought the worst of all the third generation matches. Um, yeah. yeah. I, think
1: I, I think this was like the point where I like, I kind of like saw Bullet Club and then just like opened up my phone and started <laughs> playing Love Live.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can't really blame you. It's uh Love Live is definitely more entertaining than the Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, not a good match. Match number three was Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi defeating GBH and Hanari at 11.49 with the butterfly lock. Yoshihashi submitting Honma. This I thought was a good match. Uh, very, like, fiery Ishii and Hanari exchange in there. Uh, you know, the GBH team running wild at the end was actually pretty fun for once and not not always, you know, very fun. But I thought they were, you know, pretty pretty fun here. Uh, and then you know she has she gets to get a fall for once, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he actually got a he gets a strange amount of them with that butterfly. Like he had a whole bunch last year. I remember. Which when is so he
1: weird made. because it's he like made. to me it looks like so ineffective. Like and
0: I know
1: it looks like it looks like he's like I don't it doesn't how like how is this supposed to hurt? Where's where's the break?
0: <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm looking at a photo right now. It looks like he's giving you a hug.
1: Yeah. <thinking>. Like, like Karma is a pretty good move, so I don't know why he doesn't just use that and send uh, the butterfly lock. But at the same time, the fact that he uses, like, such a, a, a really, like, dumb submission move as his finisher is so Yoshihashi that I never <laughs> want it to change.
0: I know. It is very, like, well, of course that's what he went with. What else would he win with? Uh, Match number two was Juice Robinson. Oh, I don't know if I said start. I did three and a quarter for the last match. Match number two, Juice Robinson, Dave Finley, and Robunky3K beating Suzuki-kun, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Desprey, and Kanemaru. Finley uh, pinning Kanemaru in 1027 with the acid drop. First of all, I love that they just list acid drop in all caps as the move name. It's like, try dropping acid in Japan sometime and see what happens to you. (laughs) Uh, it's like maybe we should rename that one from when Spike Dudley was used it in ECW I think that's why it's called the Acid Drop. I think it was Spike Dudley was like his character with was, ECW was that was he was on acid. So I don't know, like maybe call it a new name for it. Ben like yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean this was a uh, not much to it, totally fine two and three quarters. I don't really have a, I didn't take any notes about this, so I I must have been looking at my phone as well.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I don't really even remember the match, so, yeah. you
0: know.
1: I mean, it was there, match, I
0: guess. It was there. Match number one, Tiger Mask and Gabriel Kidd defeating Suji and Yuya Umura. Uh Tiger Mask submitting Yuya and 823 at the Armlock Crosshold. Uh, I think that's, yeah, Cross Armbreaker. Armlock arm Crosshold. Sure, sure, New Japan. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this was a the, – obviously the big highlight here was the Tiger Mask and uemura exchange i thought the the one the night the next night was actually better than this one but it was still pretty good good little opener yeah Yeah, so there you go good show uh overall a bunch of good stuff uh let's see the final of these four new japan corrigans was the Banabu nakanishi retirement show uh from the 22nd yesterday uh this this is like my big surprise of the week the You know, the last two matches here, I I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would going in. They were, you know, New Japan multi-man tags tend to have a ceiling. But, like, I don't know. I thought in both these matches, everybody was working, like, super hard. And, you know, there was a lot of really good stuff. So, the main event, Okada, Tanahashi, Ibushi, and Goto defeating the third generation team. Their win streak finally comes to an end. Uh, In 1803, Tanahashi, Penny, Nakanishi with the high fly flow. This was awesome i mean this was oh, yeah. like, really good yeah um what What did you think of this big clash of the generations here uh
1: i thought it was really great i liked the spot where all the the uh the older guys are doing like their submissions on the younger guys i thought all in the ring yeah. i thought it looked really awesome um i yeah and i really loved like seeing like like Ibushi, who's like the most who's like never played a heel character, like getting to like heal it up. Like when he like they're booing him and he like does the thumbs down of like, oh yeah, there he goes. <laughs> I thought it was I thought that was great. Um so yeah and then I don't know it so sounds really good actually like everyone yeah everyone really worked hard to make it a good match and not just like oh it's like a multi-man tag. Like it it yeah. felt like something special like you know so like it like it was a retirement match not like it was like just any match so yeah it was really
0: good the pre-match video was awesome too where like nakanishi eating his giant breakfast in between all these awesome highlights of his career coming back from that like neck injury in 2011 that could have ended his career you know nine years earlier so yeah that was a that was just a really awesome i i mean i got a little emotional watching that video i'm not gonna lie it was very i mean nakanishi is a guy i always really liked so, you know, I'm definitely going to miss him. I thought he he really uh, he really acquitted himself well, I guess, is the best way to put it, over this last week. I mean, he just looked like he was giving his all in every single match, and he really, like, I think, you know, gave, showed that some of the naysayers that, like, I think he still could I I will be honest. I don't think he had to retire. I think he could have kept going. And, you know, I get why he chose to. I'm sure he's in a lot of pain. But the fact that he came out and, you know, kept – kept putting on these matches you know and kept putting on these performances and these tags even when he looked like you know i, I mean look <laughs> let's be real he looks better in these matches than honma has looked since he came back <laughs> i mean that's by a lot i think yeah so,
1: yeah definitely definitely uh
0: but yeah so ricky choshu came out to do japanese commentary that was really cool uh, I like that Nakanishi and Okada started out, you know, they, they had a fun little exchange to start. And then when, you didn't mention what Ibushi did to get booed. He did the Mongolian chop.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I the crowd. Like,
0: yeah. I
1: couldn't like remember what it was. Yeah.
0: Him and Tanahashi were both doing it. And like the crowd always boos, whoever does that. It doesn't matter who it is. It's like you are not allowed to Mongolian chop Tenzan. But, uh, but yeah, they got booed out of the building, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um. And then my favorite spot of the match was so Na- Nagata accidentally like slaps Na- or boots Nakanishi, like give him a big boot. Oh, and okay. Nakanishi goes wild and like puts him up into the Argentine. It's like almost like the two of them going at it one more time for old time's sake. Oh
1: yeah, and then they uh, just like drop Nagata on me. Well, he just kind of yeah, he was throwing
0: <laughs> them at people. It was awesome. Like but, um, yeah,
1: I, you know, I was like, I literally started laughing when he just dropped him
0: on either <laughs> was Like yeah. I, it was
1: out of nowhere. I loved it.
0: Um, you know, they had that. Naganishi and Nagata had that match at a. I don't remember what I should have looked up right here. It was like right before one of the Tokyo Domes. It was like one of the Road to Tokyo Dome Korokens where they they had a four star match against each other. It was awesome. So if you've never seen that one, um, you know, they've had a lot. They've had a lot of matches, but that's the most recent singles match they've had. Um, but yeah, there was a. At one point, you know, Naganishi had a cross body on the top, off the top on Tana. Uh, you know, then, then there was that spot you talked about with all the submissions with the crowd going nuts. And the crowd was just like, I mean, this was like an overflow crowd. You know, they were packed in there, even, you know, with all these concerns about the coronavirus going around, they, they were still going to show up to see Nakanishi. And, you know, and then when Nak hit the Hercules cut on Tanahashi, you know, that was awesome. It was like, oh, my God, he's actually going to do it. And at one point he hit, uh, the, you know, a German suplex hold on Tanahashi, which is how he won the title from him. Uh, in this very building with a German suplex hold in 2009, when he won the IWGP headway title briefly. He's uh, only one with the title. So, you know, that was really cool. They did that little callback with, you know, Nakanishi almost putting Tanahashi with the same move. He beat him for the title 11 years before in the same building. Uh, you know, and then they they did the traditional, like, it, everybody took their turns hitting their finisher on him to finally put him down, you know. Uh, go to the GTR, the Kamagoe from... Ibushi, the Raymaker from Okada, and finally the High Fly Flow. Uh, I went four stars on this. I thought it was awesome, you know, and I'm going to miss Manawa Nakanishi. I think he was a very underrated wrestler in his time. He, If you go back and watch some of those matches before he got hurt, he was, like, you know, a great power wrestler, some really great matches. And, you know, I, I still think he did plenty since coming back. That was entertaining. I think he, within his limitations... I think he was a great wrestler. So you know, even after that neck injury, so you know, I'm gonna miss the guy a lot. Even even though he may not be, able be like the best wrestler of all time, just watching that man move around the ring was always so much fun. So I don't know, I'm gonna miss him.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a long time New Japan fan, so I only know him from like, I guess, you know, more recent years but yeah Yeah. no i always i always like watching like the like older guys fighting like the like when they they fight the young lions like so because it's like i don't know that to me is always really fun and he was always really fun in those matches so definitely have fond memories of him
0: yeah so i'm gonna gonna, definitely gonna miss the guy uh the semi-main event naito shingo and evil Beating Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Osprey in twelve thirteen, Naito hitting Yoshihashi with the Destino. Uh, this was a big stunner for me. This I, I went four stars on this too. I uh, thought this was an awesome match, like pretty much from start to finish. Uh, I don't know, like they were all six guys were like working extra hard, you know, a lot harder than you normally see people work in these six man tags. So, uh, you know, the Osprey and Shingo exchange I thought was awesome. The brief Osprey and Naito exchange at the start again. I thought was really good. And then Naito and Yoshihashi like were teared it up towards the end and before Naito finally put him down. Uh, you know, it's not every day where Yoshihashi gets to, you know, go toe to toe with the beta vendor. So, you know, I thought he he's not always the most consistent wrestler, I guess, but uh I thought he looked great in this one. So, you know, we if there was we get this Yoshihashi more, I think he'd be in a bigger position probably. But yeah, I thought this was just a, a really awesome six man sprint, like as good of a undercard six-man tag as you're ever going to see in this company probably
1: yeah um i mean yeah like i thought it was fun i don't I'm, i guess i wasn't as into it as as you were but uh i definitely enjoyed it um yeah especially like you know i feel i feel exactly the same with like yoshihashi like you know when he when he gets it when he gets a chance to like really do things like he he actually shows that he's like actually a good wrestler you know and yeah. that kind of deserved his his reputation. Oh, I mean, he, I guess, like, so, no. So he sort of does, but, like, not <laughs> not entirely.
0: <laughs> He's He is very vanilla a lot of the time. But, like, yeah. very occasionally, like, when he gets a chance, he'll really, like, blow you away in, like, a way that not a lot of these low-card guys. Could. Like, like look, I mean, there's a difference between him and, like, Yujiro, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, Yujiro yeah. is never going to have a performance where, like, He blows you away. So,
1: I mean, Uh, he he blows me away every time he he brings out Peter. I mean, (laughs) I I feel blown away.
0: Different kind of blown away. (laughs) Uh, Match number four, the Bullet Club, Jay White, Bad Luck, Folly, and G.O.D. beating Finn Juice and GBH in 9.30 when Jay White beat Onma with the Blade Runner. I've had enough of these fucking Bullet Club multi-man tags. Like, by this point, I was like, God damn – uh, if I didn't do these, if I wasn't doing the show, I probably would fucking skip this because I can't take any more of these Bullet Club matches. They're so boring. I actually uh, did
1: kind of skip this. I did. I did. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't not even, not even like, I was, like, cause like normally I like don't watch like uh, matches with Osprey in them, but like I did. Cause I knew it was going to be in a show, but I'm like this, this I cannot take. There's on one side, there's GBH. On the other side, there's Bullet Club. I'm not doing this. I'm I'm like, <laughs> I have a limit, um, you know. Well,
0: I can tell you right now you didn't miss a goddamn thing. I had uh, a
1: feeling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: as
1: soon as you see Bad Luck like, fall, you know. It's like, I don't have to watch this, and I probably shouldn't, you know
0: uh jato hit homa in the leg with a kendo stick and then we got the blade runner because yes we need interference to beat tomoaki Hanma for some reason (laughs) this fucking sucked i gave it if you want to know my exact star rating one and three quarter stars that's what it gets fuck this match match number three uh much better thankfully Pretty much everything else in the show was really good. Actually, that was the only, that was like the only match that sucked. Match number three: Sonata, Hiromu, and Bushi beating Toro Hanare and Punky 3K. Hiromu pitting Yo and 1049 with the LAT. I forget what he's he he called the LAT or the LAT. Can't remember. I don't um. know. But this was this was great. I mean, uh, you know, great double team work by Hiromu and Bushi. Uh, and they pinned Yo here with the... Oh, it's like a, that's like the double-team wheelbarrow move. That's what that is. Oh, so yeah. that that was really good. Uh, you know, it, it looks like we're going to get Hiromu and Bushi against Bunky 3K for the junior tag titles, probably at, a, I would think, Sakura Genesis, because obviously Hiromu's busy at the anniversary show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that'll be awesome. And maybe it'll set up Hiromu, you know, defending the junior title against Sho or Yo or both. So I'm all for that. Let's get some... uh. That's got the junior singles and the junior tag champions mixed up. That sounds great to me.
1: Yeah. I I, I thought it was, you know, a good match. I always love watching uh, Hiromu and Bushi as a team. I think they're I like I definitely think they're one of the most interesting junior teams. And so I think the idea of like even though Hiromu's uh, you know, the you know he has the singles title. The idea of him also doing the tags with tag titles with Bushi is actually really exciting, and you know I'm excited to see where that goes.
0: Uh, I I thought it was also nice for Hanari to get away from GBH for one night at least. Like he he got to show what he could do here and you know get some extra get to do something else for a change. So that was good.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, yes. yeah, he's actually a pretty good wrestler, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he does, he tends to team with GBH a lot. And I just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, hear, I hear you. Uh, but yeah, that was good. Three and a quarter. Match number two was Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Eldest Rado, and Yoshino Kanemaru beating the team of Yano, Cabana, Taguchi, and Romero. Taichi beating Romero in 9.51 with the uh Jujiro, What the hell is that again? <laughs> the- oh. oh no that's his that's uh, the freaking stretch plum. There you go. Okay. Uh, so you tapped him out with the stretch plum. But yes, this was uh this was again a very fun match, three and a quarter star match. Uh, I liked first of all I like whenever Suzuki and Yano are in the ring together. You know, they always have to reference that the weird like career-long feud the two of them have <laughs> together. Um, you know, like, the, the weirdest feud of all time, Suzuki and Yano. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then Taguchi de-pantsed Taichi once again, uh, which almost got him pinned with, via a cradle. So, and, and then he almost, then he, like, threw the pants over Taichi's face and almost <laughs> got him pinned again. So that was a great, yeah. like, some great de-pantsing near falls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some really fun little 10-minute match. I enjoyed myself a lot.
1: Yeah, I thought
0: it was fun, you know. And then the opener Yota Suji and Yuya losing to Tiger Mask and Gabriel Kidd. Uh, Tiger pinning Yuya in 721 with a Tiger Suplex hold. Good little three star opener. Enjoyed Tiger and uh, Yuya, you know, having their big exchanges. And, you know, Gabriel Kidd, he looked good away from El Fantasmo. It's <laughs> the best thing I can say. <laughs> so. And by the way, I, I want to like fire back a little bit at the, uh, not that you're going to care about this because I don't even listen to the show, but Joe lands on the boys wrestling flagship keeps saying that like ELP is so good at heel work or whatever that he's like working smart fans into hating him. And I just want to say for the record, that is not why I hate him. I think he's a poor professional wrestler. So, yeah.
1: I mean, like, he's <laughs> like, if, like, if, like a good heel would be like someone like, you want to see he get beat up, whereas like ELP, I'm just like, I don't want to see him. He's just kind of like, exactly, yeah. You know, I mean,
0: you, that's exactly it. I mean, look, he could, he's not a good heel if I just don't want to see him on my television. Like a good, like a Jay White is a good heel. Jay White, you know, I don't always enjoy his matches all the time, but I'm not like begging the guy to get the fuck off my TV and, you know, I want to see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. I like, I like it when Naito, like, you know, runs him. Uh, man, gives him the Manhattan drop and stuff, and like is, you know, kneeing him in the crotch. Like that's good. Like yeah. you know, it's good that he's getting punished. But like ELP is like, I don't care if anyone beats him up. I just don't want to see him on, on my television screen. I want him far away from me. So that's not good heel work. That's just he's an annoying human being and a professional wrestler I usually do not enjoy. So yeah. Anyway, but overall though, very good show. Uh, You know, I'd say all three of these shows are really good. Um, You know, definitely check all three of them out, I think. The only one that was skippable, like I said, was the one that you chose to skip, the (laughs) (laughs) the Tiger Toy Retirement Show. So if you haven't watched any of these four, I would say, you know, the three shows we talked about, the two New Japan Road shows and the Nakanishi Retirement Show, which was a big stunner for me. I wasn't sure. You know, on paper, that card did not look much better than the uh, Tiger Tory retirement show card looked, but I thought the the difference in quality was really big. So definitely watch the Nakanishi retirement show, but you, you could definitely skip the Tiger Tory one. Uh, so let's move over then to DDT, the February twenty third Korakuen into the Fight twenty twenty. Uh, this did almost twelve hundred fans, which is pretty good, especially considering you know all the the coronavirus stuff going around. I mean, you know DDT is definitely drawn. Uh, much smaller corking crowds than than this, even without a fear of a virus pandemic. So, um, show the show opened with uh, Don Shokudino, who has a anytime anywhere bracelet, and Sasadango talking. Uh, they introduced a new, or they announced a new trainee, uh, Okatani, is who's uh, only nineteen years old. He's going to debut on March third, so that'll be interesting. He'll join uh, Keigo Nakamura as like the new trainees. Uh, they went over the current Anytime Anywhere holders going in, um, which is uh, Aoki, Dino, and uh, Mad Polly have you know, the blue, yellow, and green Anytime Anywhere gauntlets. The black gauntlet was on Cody Hall, but Cody Hall got his ass fired. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the black gauntlet is now vacant. So they didn't announce what's going to happen with that if we're going to uh, you know, fill it later or whatever. Uh, and if you don't know how these gauntlets work... They can, you know, you can challenge for this title anytime, but, you know, just like money in the bank, basically, you can challenge for the KOD title. I think, I think you can challenge for any title, but people only ever seem to challenge for the KOD title. Um, you know, anytime you want, but, you know, just like kind of like money in the bank. But it, the the, is, the catch is, I'm sorry, what were you going to say?
1: But only instead of being like an annoying to carry on free place, it's like, you know, it's just a little thing on your wrist. You know? Yeah, you know, you know what it reminds me? Check in through, through. <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know what it reminds me of actually like a dual disc from Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't know if you ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Oh, no, I you love look. Yu-Gi-Oh and Big Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's a all, dual I think disc.
1: it's some sort of like tokusatsu thing. The oh, you mean
0: like, uh, like a transformer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that
0: makes. Sense. Uh, but yeah, so the 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 other big catch though with these compared to Money in the Bank is if you get pinned or submitted in any kind of match, tag match, anything doesn't have to be a singles match you lose the bracelet to whoever pinned you. So the thing is basically always defended. And the other contract, the new one they introduced this year, is the is a freaking sword. Yeah! <laughs> the Saitama Super Arena sword, which you cannot turn in to challenge anytime or anywhere, but it means that you are in the main event of the Saitama Super Arena show, Wrestle Peter Pan, uh, in July. So you have to hold that thing all the way through. And the same rules apply. So you can lose that at any time, if you're pinned or submitted, but you have to hold that. If you hold that thing all the way to June, or yeah, it's June actually. If You hold it all the way to June, you'll be in the main event, their biggest show of the year, the biggest show they've ever done, honestly. So there you go. Uh, that's the and the holder of that going to the show was Daisuke Sasaki. So remember as you go through these results, if any of these people get pinned, they lose their contract or their sword. Uh, the opener was a three way match. Uh, Mad Polly, who again, as you mentioned currently holds the contract he defeated yukio naya and keigo nakamura when he pinned nakamura with a flying body scissors drop in 235 uh the highlight of this was keigo pulling the straps down and like oh, <laughs> kicking it yeah. kicking at naya i'm like he's like acting like he's Jerry lawler or something but it didn't go well for him and pulling the straps down and not make any difference he still got his ass kicked by the much larger man but uh and then paulie just kind of pinned him
1: you know <laughs> was just like, quick on him you know <laughs> Like, it's it really funny, like, the image of, like, Naya and, like, Paulie next to, like, Nakamura, who's, like, he's, like, so skinny and, like, he's, like, he's, like a skinny little, like, bald guy in the the little, like, ones, like, what do you call that, like, leotard or whatever?
0: Yeah. Well, how short is he, I wonder, let me see. I'm curious now, because you keep bringing up how tiny he is, and he looks... Well, I
1: mean, in comparison to them, I don't think... Yeah, I don't but exactly I think
0: tiny. he is pretty... Okay, so he's 168 centimeters. That's not, I guess it's not like super, super tiny, but it's pretty. Yeah. It's like five. It's like, oh, it's like five. Five.
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, next to them, he looks like, you know, yeah. he could be like
0: three, you know, five, six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but either way, he got pinned there. Yeah. So, <laughs> match number two the new eruption unit. Katsusada Higuchi, Yukio Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai. Uh, beating Torawashi, Naomi Yoshimura, and Mizuki Watase. Higuchi pitting Watase with a Dr. Bomb in 820. Uh, I do this every month when we talk about DT, but I can't imagine these people who refuse to admit that Saki Akai is good now. Like, she is, like, so fucking good. No, <laughs> And I don't understand these people who are very stubborn. It's like, yes, you've seen her uh like five years ago when she was bad and you've decided that she's just bad forever and it's like very obvious that you're never gonna reevaluate your opinion because like what else does this woman have to do to be good at professional wrestling with these people it's like she bumps her ass off in these matches she took and this like undercard six-man tag the second match she won the show She is in there like taking all these moves from awashi and yoshimura and like you know, she she took like a freaking neck bump off a like a regular kick. I'm like, this woman's like killing herself quite literally to like put on these good matches. And like, I don't know what this yeah. And it's
1: what like,
0: what are the what are the sake haters want out of this woman? That's like she's like
1: kicking the shit out of everyone. Like I love it. I love when she's just just
0: you know. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't get it. She's become she has become like a great bumper. A you know the fact that she just goes in there with these dudes and. Just fucking, you know, bumps her ass off for them. I mean, she just she's awesome. Now. I don't know what people want, and she, I mean, she wrestles, uh, you know, of a, a, still like a very unorthodox way. I think which maybe throws some people, but like I don't know, she's legitimately a very good professional wrestler. I don't know yeah. uh, what else she can do at this point, but um, you know, she Higuchi at one point like picked her up and like used her as a weapon, like <laughs> she swung her around. That was awesome. But uh, this was a fun little match. I went three stars on it. I had a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I really like this new unit, Eruption. Um, I mean, I liked all three of them individually. And I think together, is they they work really well together, even though they're, like, brand new. So I'm excited to see what happens with them in the future. But so far, it's, like, really exciting.
0: I think I'm pretty sure they're all, like, Friends in real life, probably that's yeah. why they work so well together. Because I remember, I I definitely saw the three of them together in uh, in Shinjuku once after a show, like like v- walking through the red light district together and stuff. So I think they probably like came together because they're buddies. I mean, the rumor has been that Yukio and Akai are dating. So mm.
1: uh,
0: I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, would make a little more sense, I guess, because you know Yukio Sakaguchi always like appeared in uh in tokyo joshi too is that uh you know part of the the whole Sama thing so uh match number three is the all human beings are brothers versus we are family <laughs> six match uh dan Shokugino, super sasa Zango machine and yasura rano versus Shinyaoki aoki hiroshi amato and kazuki hirata ended in a no contest when a stranger broke in in 858, uh, I don't really even know how to describe this. So basically, the pre-match, we, you know, so, like they're they're doing coronavirus comedy. I don't know. I mean, that's what they were doing. Uh, which you can you could debate the uh, I don't know the the tastefulness of that, but that's definitely what they were doing. Where Stefano pointed out pre-match that Dino can't be kissing people. Uh, Dino tried to be basically be like, well, okay, fine, the fans, but obviously, I still need to kiss my opponents. And you know, Cesaro was like, "No, the, the fans are going to worry, so we all have to wear masks. Not only can you not kiss anybody, but we all have to wear masks tonight." And you know, you think they mean surgical masks, but they actually meant Dino or Cesaro masks, which is funny. I mean, they're all all six men in the match, uh, you know, on both teams, plus also the ref, the referee too. We're all wearing these masks. Uh, so yeah. And By the way, I do this every time as well. But shout out to uh, DDT English, DDT. Uh, underscore eng for the you know translations and stuff, which is very helpful. Uh, DDD Pro underscore eng. The other thing I do is say the name wrong every time.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I would yeah, have, the, I always have the the thread that uh, they do open while I'm watching the show because like otherwise I'm gonna be completely lost.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what I do too. And like I try to I try to look at it because I could be like, well, let me try to like uh, practice my terrible Japanese, but like I end up having to go to it very quickly so
1: yeah it's like i have like twitter open on my phone and then like wrestling on my screen i keep like yeah you know, looking back and forth and it's very helpful
0: but yeah so the match ended with an, an eighth person in the mask just came in the ring and the lights went out and there was a horror scream and then we just move on I like everybody's gone and they I, never mentioned it again
1: it was so good. like when they when like the guy takes off his mask and you're like like, I, like, seriously just thought it was going to be, like, another wrestler. Like, I was looking at his body and thinking, like, who could this possibly be? And they took some the back and everyone's like, who the fuck is this? And there's just the scream, and everything goes dark. I'm like, I was laughing so hard. I, like,
0: mm.
1: it was ridiculous. I just couldn't stop laughing.
0: <laughs> and a match, match number four, the three-way tag team match, uh, Shima and Soma Takao. Defeated Hiroshima Yuki Yukihiro, and Takanashi and Makoto Oishi, uh, Soma pinned Oishi with the Mad Flash in nine twenty two. Uh, if people don't know the backstory here, Soma in when he was doing what's called college wrestling, which is like uh, basically where DET recruits a lot of the wrestlers from, like basically these amateur clubs in in because like there's, you know college clubs, and we have that here too. But like there's for some reason like colleges in Japan. Are allowed to have amateur clubs where they pro wrestle. I don't. I don't know if that seems like kind of super dangerous to me, but they do this. Like this really happens, and they, you know, they do these wrestling matches together. Um, but yeah, apparently DET recruits a lot of people from those, uh, like the quote unquote college wrestling, which is not not amateur wrestling. In other words, college wrestler, college students pretending to be pro wrestlers. Uh, I guess it would be like backyarders here almost, but uh, you know, a little more structured. But, uh, yeah, so they basically, you know, pretend to do this college wrestling thing. Um, you know, and they, they so in <laughs> – I lost my trade thought here. I'm sorry. In the college wrestling thing, Soma Takao was Bima, which is basically obviously a Shima ripoff. So uh, he's always been a huge Shima fan. So we basically had Shima and Bima, <laughs> you know, teaming up here, which was really cool. Um, you know, the, the ex-Bima – Looked like he was having the of his life in there doing all these double team moves with Shima. So uh, it was great fun. He obviously pinned uh, Makoto with the Shima's original finish. One of Shima's original finishers, uh, the Mad Splash. So you know, really fun little match. Three stars again. uh, You know, good little match. Yeah,
1: I didn't have. I didn't know any of that about. (laughs) I didn't have any. And and also like, I, you know, I'd never watched like Shima really before. Be like. I just don't watch Dragon Gate. Um, uh, so now that I have that context, I, I love it even more. But, yeah, it was a fun match. Um, you know? No, there's not much to say about it. It was just it was fun. And now that I know yeah. that context, I, I think that's great. Thank you for telling that to uh, I guess, everyone listening and me.
0: <laughs> uh, match number five, the eight-man tag team elimination match. Oh, I should have mentioned too. So if you're wondering why Shima and Summer are teaming up, uh, we have this new thing called the Business Alliance, which is I, between uh, Damnation and Stronghearts, and it's really funny to see, like, in these DDT, uh, like, Cork and, you know, these these cards or whatever from the, on the DDT English Twitter feed, like like, just see this team listed as Business Alliance. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. It's like, yes, the business alliance is coming for you. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so it's Daisuke Sasaki, Tetsuya Endo, T-Hawk, and Elden Demand defeating Akito, Shuma Katsumata, Yuki Ino, and Chihiro Hashimoto in 1530. Uh, this was an elimination match where you could go over the top rope just like in uh, you know, a lot of do Japan elimination matches. I, there were no tags as well, which I didn't even notice, honestly, until I just read that there. But, yes, yeah, so like, someone had to be eliminated, I guess, before you came in uh so yeah the, the first elimination well before that first of all i thought chihiro and Eno were working really well together which is funny because they were not working well together last month but until Chih- chihiro finally like accidentally killed him with a running double sledge uh elinda man eliminated shunma with the aka aka Chochian in 441 uh elinda man and chihiro ended up both on the apron much later after like eight minutes had passed and, you know, they, they basically fought all the way out there. hero was, like, a friggin' house of fire before that, like, wiping everybody out. She, she was awesome in this match. I mean, like, uh, probably, you know, one of the highlights for sure. But she and Elenderman ended up on the apron together. And, you uh, know, basically, you know, after they took turns try- threatening to, like, German each other on the apron or off the apron, you know, just ran over and sent them both to the floor instead, which was probably a lot safer. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um you know, after that, Akito or Sasaki eliminated Ino with the Sasaki Hirokarana in 1404. Akito then turned around and eliminated Sasaki with Inside Cradle in 1410. So that meant that Akito won the sword. Uh, so he was now the new holder of the Right to Challenge at Super Superina Sword. And this match came down to Akito against Endo and uh, T Hawk. You know, Akito made a good go of it and, you know, really like. Almost beat them both, but then he, it came down to just a numbers game. Catch it up to him, as uh, you know, WWE might say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, eliminated Akito with the Yuri Momore in fifteen thirty, which is a submission he does. And he won the right to challenge swords. So Akito's time as Saitama Super Arena main eventer was short-lived. <laughs> and, uh, it was really good, three and three quarters. Um, you know, I thought this was a really fun match, oh, yeah. and. You know what do you think of the before we get in the post match? What do you think of the match itself?
1: Uh, I loved it. I just I think the whole like the business alliance just has been really really fun. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that I've noticed is that like I guess domination are kind of like goofing around a little bit more, which is I guess fun to watch. Um, you know, I guess they're a little a little less like sullen and goth and a little bit more like happy i guess sort of um but yeah i thought this was really fun um i i don't know i mean i just it was like non-stop action so that's always good it was like there's no there's no part that felt like slow or like why is this here um so uh yeah i thought it was really good i really had a lot of fun watching it
0: and the post match was even better. Where first of all, Endo takes the sword. He's like, "Look, uh, I got my, I got, I got his sword back." And Suzaki like in in agony, is like, "Give me back my sword!" <laughs> like really, like screaming in agony over losing his beloved sword. But you no, know, now Endo has it. Uh, but yeah, and then at the end of it, they said so. Uh, <laughs> they, they gave basically a the call was, if you're wondering, it, it's like. It, you Know the there's a famous call obviously, which is uh it's nisanda, which is a uh, you know Antonio Noki's famous catchphrase, which is like you know just one, two, three, like you know a pinfall. Uh, you know, Nakanishi yesterday did uh, it's nisan ho because he does that ho same does does hilarious, but we got the they topped it here, and I can I don't know what it was in Japanese they said exactly but it translates to one, two, three business Alliance, <laughs> which was so, so fucking funny, but they just, they all said that together. So there you go. That's what they said at the end here. Uh, the map, the semi-final, the DET universal title, uh, Chris Brooks, defeating Konosuke Takashira with the death by roll up in 1926 to become the first ever DET universal champion. Uh, first of all, the pre-match video shout out again to, uh, Mr. Haku of the DET English update who did a great job with this uh intro video. I would love to ask him about it and be like because I I watch, like a, a lot of like these, you know, because I'm a terrible weeaboo. I watch a lot of these like NHK World like English documentaries and stuff and I felt like that's what he was going for. Like he was a very um you know, like a very, like, NHK World-esque kind of, like, voiceover. Maybe it's just a generic voiceover, and I've just watched so many of them. That's, that's what I thought of. But there you go. I mean, they're obviously doing, like, CNN-style graphics, which, uh, you know, I, I think that was very obvious to anybody. But I don't know. Maybe Mr. Aku can tell me if he listens to this, because I know he does listen to uh, a lot of these. Was that is that what he was going for? Because, like, between his voiceover and, like, the music, it reminded me of, like... These NHK World type things. Um, but yeah, so I guess because it's, you know, the, the title's supposed to, you know, help DDT spread to the world. That's why they did this English set, you know, this English video with like Japanese subtitles. Um, the match itself, uh, it, it's a weird one where like I, I did, I, I definitely liked it, but I thought it was way below their KOD title match from last year. Yeah, that's what I got
1: uh, it just felt
0: like, okay. like yeah, I, I mean, yeah. it was. It was good, but it just felt disjointed, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly, like, what I thought in my head while I was, like, because I, I was, like, comparing the two matches, and I was, like, mm. I mean, there was definitely some stuff that was, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, a bad match, and there was some stuff that was, like, interesting, like, um, when Brooks had Takeshita, like, on, like, the bleacher area, and then they like, yeah, like, hung up on there, and then did the, the knees on him to the floor was like that was ridiculous. And that was definitely an an interesting spot. Um, but yeah, I definitely say, you know, it's like good, but not like an outstanding match.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, they did the top rope germ was awesome too. That was oh, nice yeah, spot. but then there was like also like a really awkward, like, top rope bump where I wasn't even sure what they were going for um and it was also weird that like so they they fought up into the arm seats so they fought back down and like brooks like he slammed you know the the railing that like separates the ring side from the arm seats he like slammed it into takashi's arm a bunch of times so i thought and then takashi was like screaming he's selling really well so i'm like oh it's gonna be like an arm match it's gonna work over the arm you know that's the setup but they just kind of forgot about it immediately and like they never did any more arm work i'm just like what what the fuck was the point of that then? Yeah. <laughs> very, very weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it felt like, you know, just, I don't know. Like, it just felt like they were very all over the place with the match structure. It wasn't like it was bad. You know, I still won three and a half stars. But like, it definitely was missing something compared to the, the KOD title match from the previous year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and...
0: Uh, Matt? Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, and uh, I uh I mean... No, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Did you? I couldn't remember if you said like the the results of it or not. Like, yeah. and then I'm like, of course you did. Why am I? But yeah. So I don't have to worry about spoilers. Yes. So I was rooting for Chris Books, and uh, so I was really happy that he won. You know, because I'm, you know, a little bit like Takeshita always wins these things. So I was like unsure. Like, so I'm like, international, they'll probably put on the foreigner, but I'm also like, but it's Takeshita, and he like always wins everything. So I was glad yeah. to see Chris Brooks win.
0: Uh, and of course, we, I mean, Takashita would definitely land on his feet, as we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the main event, oh, before that, after the match, uh, Daisuke Sasaki ran out and hit him with a chair and stole the belt, which was pretty funny.
1: I love so, how he like, like hits him, and then instead of like staying to beat him up, he just runs away. You know, yeah, just he just like,
0: takes the belt and runs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but there you go. So that'll be a. I guess we'll see where that goes in the future. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming that'll be a upcoming title match. The main event, the K.O.D. Openweight Title, Masato Tanaka defeating Mao with the Shining D in 21:49 for his first defense. This was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very fast paced match. You know, they just. They really, like, just let it all hang out there. Um, You know, it didn't quite hit, like, the, like, you know, match of the year level for me, but, like, right below that level. I mean, really, really awesome match. Probably my favorite match of all these shows we talked about today, honestly. Um, You know, Tanaka, he, like, went through these plastic cases, and, you know, Mal, like, set up a table ringside and, you know, tried to Defy drive him off the apron, but, like, instead, you know, splashed him through it off the top. Uh, you know, Mao at one point hit double knees off the top and went for that crazy cannonball thing, but Tanaka got his knees up and then like they ended with like this crazy like elbow exchange where they're just like, you know, totally unloading on each other and you know, have one of my favorite facing exchanges in a long time. Like the two of them just went completely nuts before, you know, Tanaka finally put them away. Uh I went four and a quarter. I thought that was just really awesome. Um, you know just below like i said you know i, I almost went four and a half so very very good match here and definitely you know i thought Mao. um you know i think some people said maybe it's too soon for Mao, whatever but i thought he really showed that he was you know not just ready for this slap it really like looked really awesome here
1: yeah no that was like i guess my biggest takeaway too about like Mao, like because I like I'd say he's like he's like tied for first place in terms of like my favorites in DDT. It's like I can't choose between him and Endo, but so he's like but he's like, you know, one of my number ones, I guess. Um so I always thought like he should get chances like this and like you know, I think there's like kind of this I guess idea of him that he's kind of just kind of like a like a goofy guy who does weird stuff. Um like that he's like really good and like athletic but like Can he, like, do serious stuff? And, uh, I mean, I definitely proved that, like, he could. And he could still, like, bring his kind of, like, weird style into a more serious match and, like, make it work. Um, And, yeah, I just thought it was, like, a really awesome, really exciting match. Um, I liked that, uh, like, in the the pre-show, not the pre-show, the pre-match video, like, I guess Masato uh, Tanaka is like, talking about how he's, like, willing to, like, get a little little bit weird. Um, and, like, so I like that they still had, like, you know, he was... I love when he, like, climbed up, like, uh, to do the splash, and he brought, like, the ducks with him, and he threw them first. Like, I thought it was really funny, like, you know, because it's, like, you know, it's, like, this they're having this serious match and there's all these rubber ducks everywhere. It was really good. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great.
0: And, you know, they it really, really awesome. Event. And event. you know, like you were saying, like Mao, I do think there was that question of like, how will Mao's, uh, you know, wacky style really translate into like a big main event. And I thought he really like, you know, looked great here. So definitely a good sign for, you know, DT going forward. Uh, but yeah, overall, a really, I not the wasn't like the greatest corking ever or anything, but uh, definitely closed with a great match, and you know had plenty of good stuff on the undercard. So I definitely still enjoyed myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, with DDT, like the base level is like it's always at least like good and enjoyable. So this was like, you know, like I never, I never like hate any DDT shows. I feel like. So this one was, like, above the base level. Like, I thought it was, like, very strong show. Um, probably, like, not, like, show of the year or anything, but, you know, very strong, very enjoyable. Uh, lots of yeah. stuff.
0: I agree. So let me see what's coming up here for D.G. Well, tomorrow uh, in Nagoya, we're going to have a KOD Tag Team title match with Yuki Ueno and Naomi Shimura defending against Don Shogodino and Super Sustango Machine. Uh, Dino, of course, is replacing Cody Hall, so that is the final time I will have to mention Cody Hall's name in relation to DT, because he is shit canned. Yeah, uh, as we mentioned before. So that's tomorrow. Uh, also on that show is the Saki Akai Oki Okibariyasu uh, Okibariyasu <laughs> seven match series. The fourth match, that's uh, his Akai against Miranda Gordy, who's a I guess a British. Uh, indie wrestler. There's not a ton of information on her, honestly. Uh, even, like, I don't think she has a cage match profile. But there you go. That's match number four tomorrow. Let's see about the only other uh, big, interesting match there. Uh, the On the March 3rd at the kitazawa Town Hall, we have Harashima versus Shinya Aoki for the DT Extreme title. Uh, There will also be a Battle Royal, uh, the Time Difference Battle Royal, which is basically a Royal Rumble. And that will be for you know, to for the I mentioned earlier the vacant uh, black right the challenge gauntlet which again was vacated by Cody Hall, so that will be filled here on March third, uh, and that's pretty much it for big matches coming up in DDT. Oh, Tetsuya Endo on April seventh and Shinjuku Face, uh, so we're having a damnation show which is called Damnation Illegal Rally Returns. <laughs> uh, Tetsuya Endo will have his eighth anniversary match against Ryuchi Sekine, which is the first time uh he's ever faced they've ever faced each other, so that'll be interesting. So there you go. Some big DT stuff coming up. And they also announced for Wrestle Peter Pan during the Scorkin, uh Mara will be there, uh Meiko Sadamaru will be there, and Kenny Omega will be there. So I guess Kenny got his immigration problems worked <laughs> out. There you
1: go. Uh- I mean, like, what I heard was that he was still using his, like, New Japan work visa. Like, New Japan wasn't trying to ban him. He was just, like, <laughs> doing something illegal and, like, probably yeah. wasn't aware that, that's, like, he couldn't. He probably still thought, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm still, like, a, a resident of Japan, right? Cause I lived there for so long, but, you know, well, he's not. So he has to, he has to get a new visa. And he didn't, he yeah. Forgot.
0: So. I mean, I've heard I've heard some stuff too that I can't repeat on the podcast, honestly. But uh, you know, he if let's say if he had a like six month ban, that would be over. So I'm not saying Whoa. he did or he didn't. Okay. But if he, oh, and no. He...
1: I, I mean, that would make sense going <laughs> along with like if he did something illegal with his visas that he would, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, pay your taxes, kids. Yeah. All right, so other than that, uh, that'll about do it, I guess. Yeah. What, I guess, go ahead. You got some plugs for us here?
1: Um, I guess, okay. Um, well, you can always find me on Twitter, uh, mainly talking about anime and retweeting pictures of uh, Ibushikota Shikota at uh, It's Twerty Colored. C H uh, O E R R Y, and then colored spelled the British way. So, okay.
0: so I have it. If you don't know what that is, I have it in my, I'll have it in the show description. So, you can definitely check it out there. Uh, as far as Omakase goes, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Omakase. Wrestling did not fit. Uh, You can give us a um, review on iTunes, which we always appreciate. Um, You know, a good review, not a bad review. Don't be like that guy who got mad that I don't like MJF. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's like one of my one-star reviews is like a guy who's like, why did y'all like MJF?
1: I actually got into Uh, a Twitter fight just yesterday with a guy because I didn't like MJF.
0: (laughs) The MJF fans are like fucking, I don't know, they're like fucking uh, militant or something. Like they're just there's something about MJF where like they if if you don't like him, they they take it as an attack on their value system or something.
1: I think it's so just right, like yeah. an AEW fan thing. Like they're really <laughs> well, like, hard for like AEW stands. If you like criticize it, we'll just like get on your case. Like some guy tried no, no. to well, M-
0: just, my thing was pre aew <laughs> Oh my god. So, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: No, for me it was some guy made some there there's a there's a thread of some terrible hot takes from some AEW fans and one of them was that uh MJF is a much better heel than Kenta and i was just i was not having it it was just i'm like no like the entire thread was just saying this AEW wrestler is better than this New Japan wrestler it's like a bunch of people saying stuff like that the the, mm-hmm. the original take Oh, then the first comment was so bad that I can't even repeat it. It was just so, oh my God. It was so it was a bad.
0: Bad take free zone, Wrestling Omikase. Yeah. Uh, but, it, but um, oh God, what else was on the plug? Oh, so the Twitter, definitely go ahead and give us a review on iTunes. Uh, check out the other Voice Wrestling podcasts. Next week on Wrestling Omikase, uh, we'll be bringing back our New Japan Cup pick So, you know, assuming we have the bracket by them, which it sounds like we'll have it around Tuesday probably, uh, if you didn't catch it last year, we basically, uh, you know, we all go through the bracket and pick our winners for all the first-round matches, and then we keep going and go all the way to the end and pick who we think is going to win the New Japan Cup, you know, right live on the air. So uh, we'll have three of the same guests from last year, Um, Soup Williams, voice wrestling contributor, Nate, uh, a.k.a. Epitasis from the Everything Elite podcast, speaking of AEW, And, um, you know, maybe I can ask him for his MJF thoughts while he's on that. Uh, And Dan McDonough from the Super J cast. So all three of them will be back. Uh, Andy could not return from last year's episode, unfortunately, but uh, we have Tyler on from the Voice of Wrestling. uh, Another Voice of Wrestling contributed more than suitable replacement. So it'll be a real fun time with all four of them uh, coming on to make their New Japan Cup picks. And we'll see if we can agree on a winner. Or see if everybody disagrees. Last year, everybody made fun of Dame when he picked uh, Chase Owens to beat Chase Robinson in the first round, and he ended up looking like a genius, and <laughs> we all look like idiots. So we'll see if anything like that happens again. But uh, there you go. So thank you as always for listening, folks. Uh, we, oh, we we appreciate it greatly. Oh, and one last thing too. Oh, I should mention too, if you don't subscribe to the Omakase feed, not the Voice of Wrestling feed you should subscribe to the Omakase feed because we might, and I stress might be starting like a little spinoff thing, which I'm not going to reveal yet what it is. But if you listen to the start of this week's episode, you can probably guess what it might be. But uh, we're going to start that maybe in at some point. But from what I understand, it will be on the wrestling Omakase feed. It will not be on the voice of wrestling feed. So if you don't, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, the wrestling Omakase feed, you know you'll be fine if you subscribe to the voice of wrestling feed and that's how you listen to us normally you will miss the sped off episodes so definitely make sure you subscribe to the omakase feed if you don't already all right folks thank you as always for listening and we will see you next week